Welcome to episode two of the Late Arrivals Hockey Podcast. I'm Annie O'D, joined by Chris, Connor, Lou, and Jake. Everyone's here, accounted for, cameras on, microphones purchased. <laughs> Boys, how are we feeling tonight? Good. <laughs> Good. 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 Day in paradise. <laughs> Andrew Cogliano is a Stanley Cup champion, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. That's Josh good. Manson. And you know. Josh Manson. Yes. <laughs> For content, I was slightly hoping we'd have a game seven to talk about, but you yeah, know, the hockey gods had had other plans. I had abs in six, so you did. You did. It made me. It made me feel smart, so it's okay. Did you have, did you have Kale McCarr as your uh, Conn Smythe? I, I said him, or I said Vasilevsky could win it uh, uh, in a losing effort. That's what I said. I think. Uh, I think a lot of us said McCarr last week, didn't we? I think. Yeah. I, I think it was a pretty general. They showed the voting. They showed the voting on that too, and Vasilevsky it was unanimous. Was like, huh? Unanimous, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Vasilevsky was like fourth or fifth. They probably had to show the voting just because they know people are betting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, before we get into what we're going to talk about this episode, I think to our listeners, on behalf of everybody here, I got to say we are so blown away by the support and response from our first episode. Mind blown at whether it's, you know, just the feedback we've gotten, messages, comments, uh, things said in the Discord, downloads even. So just want to give a big thank you to everyone that took the time and listened to part or if not the full two hour episode (laughs) one of Late Arrivals. It is so appreciated. Uh, if you guys want to chime in any uh, shout outs or thank yous floor is yours yeah I just want to thank everybody I didn't I wasn't expecting that at all like I just I don't know what I was expecting I didn't, I didn't really know what I was getting into so I just I was not even I was just blown away by all of it because it was it was a lot <laughs> ducks twitter and the whole and the whole ducks community you know not just on twitter but you know just online and any and, you know, kind of kind of the friend groups that we've all kind of like made over the years. I mean, it's just, it's just such a wonderful group of people to be a part of. And I think everyone just going to support each other and going to bat for each other all the time. You know, that's a that's a that really shows. And especially and, uh, the other the other Ducks podcasts like that was nice to see, too. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Crash the Pond. Quack Report. Forever Mighty. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, guys. I didn't get yelled at for doing it from the Zam room. So we're good there. <laughs> <laughs> your sound was great despite being on what air were you on airpods or were you just on headphones airpods that were taking turns dying um <laughs> internet connection that was phasing me in and out of reality but like everyone said it it was it's, it's really appreciated that you know for a first outing everybody was very supportive of what we did you know we didn't have high expectations for this going into last week but you know the support has definitely made it, you know, all the more worthwhile. It was a lot of fun. And one question that I got asked a lot was and maybe Chris and Jake and Lou, you guys can answer to this, but the name Late Arrivals, how did that come to be? I have no that, idea. That was just me. <laughs> I don't know. I've been sitting on this for like probably a year, year and a half, and I just didn't know how to go about it. Um. I don't know. The name late arrivals came to me one day just because that's what ducks fans are known for. 
always showing up late, leaving early. So I thought late arrival sounded kind of good. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was maybe like a little, uh, a little throwback to uh, the Preds Ducks rivalry and Carrie Underwood coming Carrie at us. Underwood. Well, that too, that's, that helps. That definitely That's helps. where my mind went first. When oh, okay. I, when you told me the name a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I just, I've been sitting on it for she a bit, cameo. So. I don't think she's, Oh no, I doubt it. <laughs> that would be good though. Cameos be this have podcast. Her, have her shout out later Riles podcast. <laughs> so many cameos this podcast is gonna pay for over the next year. I can't wait. I used to listen to her, but after she said all that, I quit listening to her. Out of spite. <laughs> I haven't streamed a single one since. Lou, you threw away all your Carrie Underwood t-shirts. <laughs> I burned them. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> 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 So we're going to talk cup final. We'll talk hall of fame. It's officially the off season. I know we talked a lot about last week, how excited we were for the off season, especially for our Anaheim ducks. Uh, but before we get into that, I actually have a trivia question for everybody on this podcast and which I didn't disclose this to them. That's the fun part about being a host is I can throw little fun, little fun things here and there. So gentlemen across the four major professional sports, there are six team names that are shared between two teams. So a team in one sport has the same name mascot as a team in another sport. Mm-hmm. Can you name all six? Who wants to start? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is Panthers. Yep, that's Panthers. one. Jets. That's two. Jets. Uh, Giants. That's Giants. Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh... Oh, how did I miss this one? Rangers. That's four. Cardinals. That's Cardinals. five. You said it's seven? There's six. Six. Oh, okay. So one more. Uh, hmm. I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. I have absolutely no idea. It's right <laughs> under your nose or maybe right up the five. Oh, oh Kings. Kings. Yeah, oh, Kings. come on. <laughs> uh, we don't just think about the Kings much, Kings obviously. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, oh, how am I going to slip this in? But (laughs) are the Sacramento Kings really even a team? (laughs) Are they even Uh, a professional franchise? Like, come on. Do you ever have to remind yourself that Sacramento is, in fact, the capital of California? (laughs) It is. (laughs) It certainly is. It's really. Sacramento is a city, and that's all I have to say about it. That is a thing. <laughs> it's definitely a city. So does that's like Bakersfield or Fresno, same kind of thing. All I've right. heard bad things about Stockton. I've only driven through it on my way up north, but other than that, don't know much about it. Flames AHL team was there for a few years, but it makes sense as to why they <laughs> get the hell out of there. What tax Alberta? You, I, I can't, still can't get over like ten years ago how some AHL teams were just like on the other side of the country from their. Yeah. Like, how do you make any last minute call ups? How does that even work? I remember the Ducks with uh, the Syracuse Crunch for a bit. The Admirals, too. Admirals, yeah. Well, no, we had had an even further one than either of those two. Remember Portland? Yeah, the Portland Pirates. That's That's off when Perry wouldn't play there. So imagine getting a call that you got to play that night. You have to literally take, I'd imagine from Maine to LAX, probably about seven hours. (laughs) At least, yeah. You're literally going from other ends of the country. Yeah. Oh God! Outside oh. of the goals, like being the perfect one, I like the Cincinnati Muddy Ducks. Definitely, they were cool. Mm. Good jersey too. Mm-hmm. Even like the crack, which that's another. I guess small head coaching news. Dan Bilesma, former Duck, is now is going to be the head coach of what are they? The Firebirds. 
Yeah. Yep. Coachella Valley. That's going to be such a cool location for an AHL team, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'll need to get to a couple games out there. Yeah. Definitely more enticing for like the younger crowd. Mm-hmm. To Palm Springs every now and then. Yeah. The uniforms they... are better than the Krakens. No, they're not. Save <laughs> <laughs> that for later in the pod, Lou. Please, Lou. <laughs> no, I was going to say, is the Bilesma thing, like, did they say how long it is? I don't think so. No, because I wonder if it's like a short term thing. He could, I wonder if, like, you know, the Ducks move on from Mr. Aikens here in another year if he'd be available. Honestly, I what is, I, did, I don't know if I brought this up on the last podcast. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But I interned for the Penguins when I was in college. And I remember interacting with him a couple times. Nicest guy in the world. And he, I, when I told him I was from Southern California, which he obviously loved his time out here. I mean, how can you not? But he said when he was done coaching, he was like, no, me, the wife and the kids, we want to retire. We want to move to Corona Del Mar. Like that's, that was what we love living there. We want to get back to California and he's back in California, not quite Corona Del Mar, but <laughs> much closer than he was before. Yeah. Sure. He's getting there. Has he been, uh, was he coaching in Europe or something or did he just take a couple of years off? Cause I don't think he's been coaching in North America the last couple of years. He was with Buffalo and then he was with Detroit, I thought. And then did he was, was he with the checkers? Jeez. I don't even know. He might've been with the team. Maybe he was. I just, I just don't remember hearing his name a lot in the last. Yeah. I didn't know what he was doing. His time in Buffalo was rough, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, whose isn't though at the, you know, (laughs) that's fair. It's like the death job. (laughs) Yeah. He was with Buffalo for what? For only two seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Assistant coach for the Red Wings from 2018 uh, to tw- 2021, and then uh, hired by the Kraken in August of last year to become the assistant coach for the Charlotte Checkers. So now he's the head coach for oh, okay. Firebirds. So maybe he'll, maybe we'll see him back in the NHL head coaching role. I I wouldn't mind that. Would you Would you be okay with him taking the Ducks over or no? Yes, I would. You would? I yes. think I would. I would. I like it. Plus he's, I remember, I think, no, because he was still coaching for the Penguins at the time. Corey Perry won the heart and they knew each other. Cause I think Bilesma was called up and down to the AHL at the time Getz and Perry were getting started. So he knew them and he was like, Oh, I always got a soft spot for the, you know, the duck guys. So I always mm-hmm. got a soft spot for that team. I was like, Hey, you've always liked us. Might as well come back. <laughs> All right. Well, enough talking about AHL enough talking about that. We got to get into the cup final hockey's officially over as the abs win the Stanley cup, their third Stanley cup in franchise history last night with a two to one win over the back-to-back champs, Tampa Bay lightning. They take it in six. Chris had the correct prediction as he flexed on earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, I think Jake did too. Did Jake, did Jake, you had abs in six. I think I did, but honestly, I have the memory of a squirrel. So I, I, <laughs> I, for it. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take credit either, either way, but obviously we're happy that it's officially the off season and, you know, our teams can start making moves, but one hell of a final last time we talked, it was right after game three. So let's talk game four, five, and six, the overall series. What are your guys' thoughts? Did it live up to the hype? I thought it, I thought it did. Yeah. I thought that was probably one of the best Stanley cup finals in a long, long time. That was especially game six uh, last night. That was a lot of fun. Got a little nervous there because I was I thought maybe they were gonna force a game seven, which I I mean I was going for the avalanche, so I wanted it to end kind of quick because I feel like if the lightning get to game seven, they win it. So oh, yeah. 
but I know, th- I know what three of us were happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? To be fair, I want I wanted to see either team win. I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really picking sides, but yeah, I mean, God, you know, like, I mean, anybody who played, who has played the EA NHL series, I mean, that game six was pretty much like ice tilt in a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in, in human visual form. I mean, I mean, I want to say, you know, that second half of the game, just Tampa looks like they're skating in mud. Mm-hmm. Like Colorado was just out working them, out willing them. Like it's just, it looked like a team that was tired. It looked like a team that had not lost 14, 15, like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 14 playoff series in a row. Looked like a team that played gassed. a lot of hockey. Yeah. yeah. In the last three years for sure. Yeah, played a lot of hockey. And I think, you know, yeah, you know, the abs were, the abs were hungry. They were fast. And, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, they just, they just outwilled them. The Forsberg jersey has a winning record. So fortunately, the Corey Perry curse lives on. Oh my God. But, but the Pat Maroon streak dies. That's true. Which is great because fuck Pat Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you can clip this... that, put it on the pod. <laughs> clip that, put it on the Twitter account. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> fuck Pat Maroon. Oh, can we talk about the Corey Perry water bottle situation? That was great. Oh, classic. That was that was great. You could just see it. Like you can see him like coming up with the idea to take it out of the you know little holder there and then he put it on top of the net. You can just see it go through his mind. You can just see it click when he's ready to push it off the net. It was hilarious. Reminded me, was it? It was Jeff Carter's glove. He squirted the water into as he mm-hmm. was. Eating. That's right. And then when he and then when he stole Alex Simmons' stick. Yeah. <laughs> That was weird. I was at that game. That was a weird one. <laughs> he just skated. <laughs> what do you? He did something similar to Hosa's stick. Did he take it? He t- he like was holding on to it and Hosa let go of it because <laughs> he was just like, okay, take it, and then he dropped it and skated away. I think he like to go hand it back to him, and then he like threw it behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I just think when Perry does stuff like that, you could just put like the old timey like charlie chaplin music over like <laughs> him doing shit like that yeah and it just would fit like that or you know guys chasing him around to like the benny hill music we got to talk about obviously the biggest name talked about last night and that was con Smythe winner kale mccarr the kid is 23 years old and has a hobie baker the calder memorial trophy just won the norris trophy and is now a stanley cup champion and it's got me thinking doesn't that make you feel just a little bad about where you were at 23 compared to what 100 percent 100 percent. well and i can tell you it makes the flyers feel pretty shitty for drafting nolan patrick <laughs> jesus oh, well, flyers. Him, the abs took him fourth overall right yeah. yeah yeah i was like fourth or third i think yeah well, and the funny thing about that year was that was the year that they finished with the least amount of points and they felt like they got screwed out of the highest pick because they had the best odds, but somehow still dropped to four. And you look at it now and it's just like, uh, uh number one overall, Nico Heischer, and then Nolan Patrick two, and then Miro Haskinen, number three, and then yeah, Kale McCart four. So yeah, kind of worked out. I mean, just just a bit. <laughs> Flyers are eating glass on that one, but <laughs> eating glass. <laughs> eating glass. <laughs> Don't say that to anybody on Twitter. You'll get suspended for how many days did you get suspended? Mine, mine was twelve hours. 
You told somebody to eat glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got this. That wasn't even like a reference to you like doing that. I just said that. <laughs> that cool. Yeah, it happened a little while ago, a couple months ago. Oh Getting out of hand, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I I I'm just enamored by Kale McCarr and just everything he does. I'd like to ask you guys because I'm not sure. Um, if any of you weighed in on my question that I posed on Twitter last night, but is Kale McCarr more fun to watch than Connor McDavid? Oof. As of lately, I'm saying yes. And I'm not just saying that because they won the cup and he's been, he's obviously been playing for a little bit longer than McDavid, mm-hmm. you know, has since he got eliminated, but it's, if anything, it's tied, but God, I just, I'm just in love with everything he does. I think a lot of it has to do with the position he is too. Like for mm-hmm. him to be a defenseman and doing what he looks like a forward half the time. <laughs> his skating, his edge work. Yeah. I mean, the way he cuts back, the way he can just get himself, the way he can just skate himself out of trouble. It's incredible to watch. Yeah, he's amazing. It's awesome. He had that goal against the Blackhawks in overtime where he just absolutely worked Kirby Doc. Like he just <laughs> literally yeah. destroyed the man. Yeah, literally could like the spinorama, like back into the middle of the ice and just yeah. totally, oh. My God. And at the very and then during the post game interview, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know who that was." <laughs> <laughs> He's got that dog in him. Got that dog for sure. D A W G. Dog. <laughs> Final thoughts on the cup, but these are more fun questions. If you're Gabriel Landis Cog, you're the captain. You get the cup first. Who on the abs are you giving it to first? He chose Eric Johnson. Who are you going with? Drew Cogliano, probably. I get why he took Eric Johnson. I mean, I mean, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, me, me personally, I would have liked yeah. to give it to Andrew Cogliano, <laughs> but, yeah. but I think Eric Johnson, I mean, I, I think like they said, Eric Johnson was like the longest tenured ab. And I think, I think they yeah. even said after the game or like Eric Johnson said something last night, he was like, yeah, like last off season, he's like, I, I was thinking about retiring, but I decided mm-hmm. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get why he gave it to Johnson. That was probably the perfect pick, but if it was me, it'd probably be Manson. <laughs> You, you can ask Heather. I was yelling at the TV the whole time saying, give it to Johnson. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel they made the right choice. You know, he's been around the longest. He's been through so much. Like it, it just had to happen. It wasn't like a Ray Bork moment, but you know, yeah, yeah. it was the right call. They should have let Jack Johnson touch it first. <laughs> I mean, even, even with him, you know, he has yeah. a good case as to why he deserves it. Like for as much shit as he gets online for, not being a great hockey player, like the stuff that that guy went through, like mm-hmm. he, he deserved is just, just as much. Like, absolutely. it is kind of funny though, that, you know, everybody scoffed at him getting that PTO with them being like, Oh, you know, a high flying teams adding Jack Johnston who, you know, how's that going to work? And now here we are. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, Sam Gerard goes out in round two, he's out for the rest of the playoffs and, you know, old head like Jack Johnson has to step in and do a job on that high flying team. And I mean, look what happened. He did a job. So good for Jack Johnson. I think I saw like three or four different people in hockey media tweet essentially the same thing last night. That was like, fuck it. Good for Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so any closing thoughts on the cup final? Glad the off season's here. Yeah. This is the most exciting time of the year for the ducks at least. <laughs> so for the right. loser teams. Literally. Yeah. 
Before we close out of here, we're going to give very early and extremely early 2023 cut prediction picks. Oh, Jesus Ooh. Christ. I'm going to say, I'll say the Avalanche make another run. I don't really see any, I mean, maybe the Knights. I can see the Knights bouncing back. Ugh. But in the that. West, I can't. Into existence, Chris. <laughs> see the west being too crazy to like challenge the avalanche especially if they kind of stick with what they already have i'll say abs and uh give me the hurricanes avalanche hurricanes i'll say i kind of like that prediction chris i'm calling i think think we're getting back to back double double winners i think the abs are winning again and I think I think we're getting a repeat of the what was it the '95 or '96 final? So I'm going Abs over the oh. four Panthers next year. Wow. '96, yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think that I think the, uh, I think the Panthers kind of right the ship. You know, maybe you know get somebody new behind the bench. You know, make a couple moves here and there, and they actually get all the way to the end. But they have to run into Kale McCarr, and that's not going to end well. So Paul Maurice is going to take the Florida Panthers to the Stanley Cup final. Hey, crazy shit's happening. <laughs> You're Heard not it here first. You're not wrong. I'll say Colorado and Toronto. I say Toronto finally goes past the first round. I want that so bad just for Austin Matthews. Get your Coyotes legend. Yep. Yeah. He comes back to Arizona. He has to at some point. <laughs> He's too invested in the community. Yeah. I'm- I will, I will predict exactly what's going to happen with the Maple Leafs next year. Look at the first-round <laughs> matchup. They'll be great again in the regular season. Austin Matthews, another hard-caliber season. Um, another Rocket Richard-caliber season. They decisively win round one. The narratives are flying. Oh, the Maple Leafs, they've done it. They've exercised the first-round demons. Team of destiny. Swept in round two. Exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Who do they right. get swept by in round two? Florida. It's Florida. There you they're go. Gonna their, they're going to get okay. their shit kicked in in round two after <laughs> okay. all these narratives in round one. I'm calling it next year. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> if that happens, man, like perfectly, I pass away. <laughs> I pass away. Just so, so monotone, so quiet. I just pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go off the board and say that we're going to see a uh, a Vegas-New York Ranger final. Ooh. Ooh. I, fe- I feel like I feel like the Rangers are going to go for it in the offseason. Yeah. Bring back Cop. Hopefully smooth things out with Panarin because somehow there's rumblings that he's unhappy after the playoffs. But, you know, I feel like they'll, they'll, they'll stock up. They'll get someone good that has some – background of oh i always wanted to be a new york ranger because that seems to be their thing um i feel like it'd be a fun final to watch um you know i don't want to say i want the knights to win but i feel like that would be a pretty cool matchup to see um you know and knowing knowing my predictions that's going to be completely wrong like a month into the season but (laughs) hey it's a great thing about speculation it doesn't have to be true The Gerard Gallant Stanley Cup final. It's the perfect storyline. It's the revenge. I'd be the biggest Rangers supporter. Oh, big time. 
Big time. I'd be just, I'd just paint myself blue. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everybody? Yep. Good deal. Oh, wait, I didn't go. No, oh. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last time too. I did that with the intro question. I was mm -hmm. editing. I was like, oh, wait, I didn't answer this. But I, I got the Rangers in the East. I just, I, I think we saw early glimpses of what's to come for the Rangers. And depending on what happens in the off season, if Calgary brings back Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, I think mm -hmm. could really, I think they could have a good run next year. But if they lose one of those guys, they won't. So I'm going to bank on them not keeping both of them. And I'll go abs Rangers next year. But I see the Rangers this year. I'm not saying I hope because I don't like that the Calgary Flames aren't necessarily <laughs> my favorite team, but on behalf of them, like, how do you not keep both of those guys? How do you not try your best to sign them both, especially Johnny Cattrall? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed Calgary this year. Like, I know there's a bit of a rivalry, there's yeah. a bit of a rivalry here with the Ducks and everything. And, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed that team this year. For sure. It was fun rooting. I was rooting for them against the Oilers for sure. Oh, I was too. I was oh, okay. I was about to ask what side you were on in the Battle of Alberta. <laughs> oh, easily Calgary. Easily. Calgary. Any team with Evander Kane and Mike Smith on it? Yeah. No. And I love McDavid, but I just can't. I yeah. just can't root for him. Where do you think Evander Kane goes in the offseason? Does he stay in Edmonton or does he go elsewhere? I think he stays. Yeah, I think he ends up, ends up staying for sure. Yeah. Stays. Probably a safe bet. Maybe he goes back to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> he will clearly would... be the Winnipeg Jets savior once again. <laughs> I was going to say, where would he least like to go back to? San Jose, Winnipeg, or Buffalo? Ooh. Definitely Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. Not just like city and climate wise, like just how badly he left there. There's also no airport in Winnipeg either. Really? Where do you fly no, into? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I Googled okay. that last night. <laughs> I was going to say, where do they all fly into? Buffalo has better food. You just crash land into the... <laughs> 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 the Buffalo airport is actually just a nearby lake that you have to do a water landing on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note, another cup final has come and gone. But today... One of the more exciting days as a hockey fan, as we didn't have a 2021 Hall of Fame class, we have a 2022 one that was announced today around the noontime, and it's not completely, they didn't fill all the spots, but still filled with a lot of notable names. Daniel Alfredson finally making it into the Hall of Fame. Roberto Luongo, both the Sedin twins uh, with their first year on the ballot, make it into the Hall of Fame. Herb Carnegie as the builder. He's a Jamaican-born Canadian hockey player that did a lot of work for the game outside of the league, was unable to break the color barrier, but still did a lot for the growth of hockey. And the first female from Finland to be elected into the player category is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, Rika Salonen. So big news for Finland. I know as Ducks fans, you know, we kind of have to love Finland. It's kind of, it's in the bylaws. <laughs> It's in the Orange was it Orange Alliance bylaws. Orange, <laughs> it's it's hidden in the season ticket holder thing. Yeah. It's just like a three-page little excerpt in the middle that's like, you know, <laughs> you're required as a fan to just unconditionally love the countries Finland and Sweden. Yeah, Sweden too. Yeah. So maximum spots that are allowed for this 18-man committee, an 18-man woman committee, excuse me, are four players that are male, two that are female. 
and either one builder, one referee or linesman. And if you don't nominate a referee or linesman, you can have two builders and notably missing one builder, one referee linesman and one female. Since 2010, they have had one class with two women. And every year since there's only been one, which I think for the growth of women's hockey, that's absolutely, that's just unacceptable. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There's some notable names, especially of eligible on the ballot this year that could have been in there that I thought was Bush league, but (laughs) some notable names in the men's category still left off and waiting their turn to be in the hall of fame. But overall your thoughts on the 2022 hockey hall of fame class. I am actually like, I wanted Luongo in, but I was surprised he got in over like, just because like the other names like Zetterberg yeah. Zetterberg was for sure the one I thought was going to get in over Luongo. And then you got um, who else is in there? McGillney. No, he didn't get in. No. No. And uh, Rod Brendamore even. Theo Fleury still waiting his turn. Jeremy yep. Roenick still waiting his turn. I'm I'm happy with it though. Like I I love Luongo and the Sedines are great. Like I think all of everyone, especially Alfredson. Like Alfredson, I felt like was the lock. So thank you. He waited five years since becoming <laughs> eligible to be yeah. elected in, and long time coming. He waited his turn and uh, well deserved. How do you not like Daniel Alfredson? That's my I just as a hockey player and as a person. So I was rooting for him to get his his fair shake and his his honor in the Hall of Fame. He- do you remember when he shot the puck at Scott Needmeyer? I mean, I remember that, but like... <laughs> yeah, I think I think some time has passed on that. I've, yeah, for sure, I've, for... I've Daniel Alfredson. I've forgiven you for sure. That was just brought I to have. my attention yesterday. So. <laughs> I mean, we also didn't end up winning anyway, so it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bygones be bygones. It's fine. Like hit him in the shin guard, like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, toss it up his entire mouth. Whatever, dude. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not he's, happy about. God, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not happy about Alex McGillney getting subbed or getting, you know, getting snubbed again. I mean, yeah, it's Three just so long overdue. I mean, I mean the first Soviet player to defect and come over and play in the NHL and, you know, and to have the career that he did and put up the numbers that he did. I mean, I just, I don't understand how we're still waiting for Alex McGillney to get in, but how many years has he been snubbed now? God, I don't even know, but too many, way too many. Mm-hmm. Frank Zamboni should get in eventually <laughs> for creating the Zamboni. I mean, how was he not get already? In, That's what I don't understand. Like, how that doesn't make any sense. Already? <laughs> like Jake said that, I think in the crash, the pond discord <laughs> earlier today. And I'm like, how was he not in? It's 2022. What are you talking about? Clearly the NHL likes Olympia better. I guess so. This is Frank Zamboni erasure. I will not stand for it. As far as just, from having no class in 2021, I feel like through the last like 10 years, the the committee's done a really good job of balancing the guys that, you know, the first ballot guys versus the guys that have been kind of waiting their turn and uh, still waiting to get on the ballot. So they very well could have filled all four spots. They could have given Zetterberg one of those Daniel Alfredson spot and, you know, people would have understood. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. nobody would have been like, oh, that's ridiculous. But I like that they created that balance in there. I think he for sure gets in next year. Uh, just looking at some of the guys that get in, let's see, you got, well, obviously Henry, Henrik Lundqvist becomes eligible next year. He retired officially in 2021, but because he didn't play in the 2020, 2021 season, that's officially three seasons that he can't play. And that's the requirement. So he will become eligible next year. And that's, that's a, that's a block. block. That's well, a block. Those, 
See, that was the funny thing today is I was watching the TSN interview and Mike Gardner was like, you know, over the last 10 plus years, he's been, you know, the head of this committee that there really hasn't been a lot of guys that, oh, like this guy's an absolute lock. You know, there's always been discussion like pros and cons about each guy and their career, which to me, part of me, I believe on some players, but then there's part of me that looking at the guys that have called it a career the last 10 years, I don't entirely buy that. Like you get a name, you get Marty Brodeur across the ballot. You got Timu Solani that's come across the ballot. You've really been like, "Eh, don't put this guy in. Like, come on. Yeah. But a few notable names that are eligible next year, Corey Crawford, which I thought that was generous, including him. I don't think he gets in, but (laughs) please disagree. I'm happy to hear. (laughs) Happy to hear the other side. I I don't disagree. <laughs> he was the Blackhawk though. It just means he's autom- an automatic lock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if Corey Crawford gets into the Hall of Fame, I don't know what I I might lay in traffic. I might I might <laughs> crazy. like at that point I might just lose faith in a lot of things about the game of hockey. And that's listen, he earned two Stanley Cups. He had a nice career with the Blackhawks, but is anyone going to call him a Hall of Fame goaltender? No. <laughs> maybe Blackhawks anyway, fans that's it Annie, what would you rather see John Gibson traded to the Penguins or Corey Crawford going into the hall Corey Crawford going to the hall <laughs> I, I will I will stomach that it means I'd never have to see him in a Penguins uniform no uh we got just Justin Williams Mr. Game 7 Ooh. Ooh, I don't know about that one I feel like it might be a couple of years for him I think he, he goes, but I think it'll be like a five or six year wait. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a certain lock right away. Does he have the stats for it? And he's got the cups. I mean, he's got like three cups, I think. Yeah, two with the Kings. One with the Hurricanes. Hurricanes. One of the, that's right. He was on that 06 team. That's right. Yeah. Surely he's got over a thousand games played. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was the Conn Smythe winner in twenty in twenty fourteen, right? Uh yeah, because twenty twelve was quick. Was quick, yeah. yeah. Over 1,200 games played, literally three points away from 800 career points, all the cups he's had. Yeah, I think he gets in, but again, I don't think he's the player that's a lock in the first year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's maybe a three or four year out thing, but yeah, I think I think Justin Williams gets in. Eventually, not first ballot. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Definitely not first ballot, no. Here's another one, Brent Seabrook. Mm. No. Mm. No. no, I don't think so. No, Duncan Keith, you can make a case for. True. Not Brent Seabrook. Patrick Kane's probably the only lock. I think oh, Jonathan Taves is a lock too. Easy. Yeah, lock. yeah, Taves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taves is a lock too. Yeah. Kane, easy lock. Let's see. We got Jay Bowmeister. Uh, I think I'll get in. Played 773 consecutive career games. I think ninth longest Ironman streak in NHL history. I think Jay Bomeister gets in. I mean, you know, I think it's kind of like Justin Williams. It's going to be, he's going to be waiting a couple of years once he's eligible. Yeah. yeah. A little and bit last, later. Last one, just for fun, Dustin Bufflin. Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> just for the culture, you have to. <laughs> just, just for the 10 minute compilations alone. Do you guys remember the story when he threw, uh, he threw all of Evander Kane's clothes into the team shower. Yes. 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 Then just for that. Yeah. That's the all iconic, same worthy to me. The iconic picture of him flipping off Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes on his little, uh, what's the little banners that they have? Yeah. <laughs> That's the <picture>. yeah. 
That's his little, that's his little bust that he gets, the little yeah. uh... <laughs> Him and the middle finger. <laughs> okay, finishing out this Hall of Fame discussion, because I feel like this is one of like my favorite discussions just as sports fans in general, because I feel like everybody kind of has, everybody does have a different definition for what constitutes a Hall of Fame player. So when you're looking at these eligible players, what exactly goes through your head? What are you looking at? Are you looking at total points? Are you looking at, you know, con- you know, awards they've won, contributions, you know, international? Like, what weighs the heaviest to you when you're thinking, is this player worthy of being enshrined with hockey's best? I think it's awards for me. Just all the different awards that they could win as just a player, you know, not as a team, I think are pretty important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. A lot of it's going to be hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gordon Stats. That's kind of the pitfall of it though, is because like you have guys that don't have the hardware, don't have the awards, but they have all the points. And it's mm-hmm. like hard to deny that, you know, hey, you got a thousand points, but he just so happened to be on teams that never could win a cup. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to be like, oh well, he doesn't deserve it, but so and so who won two cups but has less points, has less games played. It's, it, it's that weird little thing where it's like you can nitpick one way for some guys, but then you can't nitpick the same way for others because it's like players are all different. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's, that's how I see it. It's kind of hard because you know, like the Justin Williams example, I think that he 100% should get in, but then you, you know, look at our disdain for Corey Crawford even being <laughs> mentioned. And it's just like, you know, they, they both won Stanley cups but it's like justin <laughs> williams almost feels like i mean it, it it's kind of hard comparing a goalie and a forward but mm-hmm. you know it's like there's different things that i feel constitute one being more worthy than the other you know Definitely. yeah i mean you look at the four guys that got in not a single cup in there yeah roberto luongo for as good as he was in net has no vesna to his name either nominated three times didn't win once that's why I was a little shocked he got in today. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a first ballot? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Bobby Lou. <laughs> it's because of his Twitter account. Yep. Oh, t- Strombone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they should put Strombone one on his plaque. <laughs> they just have his Twitter avatar on the banner. <laughs> yeah. A goalie with a question mark. <laughs> Annie had a hot take on Twitter today. I did. Sabine twins. I did. I did. So I guess I'll, I'll throw it out on here. Fine. <laughs> My hot take was that, and listen, I, Dan, both Henrik and Daniel Sedin are great hockey players. And I want to preface that, you know, individually in a way as like brothers, it was a cool thing to see these Swedish twins, you know, getting drafted at two and three and, you know, playing for the Vancouver Canucks, playing on the same team and doing their thing, obviously didn't lift the cup together at all, but still having great careers together. But for me, there's a very big difference. Well, it's not very, very big, but a big difference between them two as players. And when, when looking at this hall of fame class, you can't, you, you just knew because these two were put together their entire careers that they're going to go in together. They're not mm-hmm. going to separate them. But I believe that if Daniel and Henrik had different last names, they weren't brothers <laughs> that Henrik would be in first ballot and Daniel would not. 
hundred percent. And I, 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 mean, I think, I think if you put Daniel, if he had, you know, Holmstrom as a last name, if he had <laughs> Lindstrom, another Swedish last name, yeah. if he had a different last name and you're putting him up with another Swedish guy, Henrik Zetterberg, you're putting Zetterberg in. Yeah. I agree with that. That you put that out on Twitter today. <laughs> I did. No, it did not. It did not make it to, to Canucks Twitter. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Uh, so That's I figured good. it wouldn't, you know, but you never know with Twitter, like you'll, you'll send one thing, like you with the shark picture, you just never know Jeez. where it's going to yeah. end up. Wait until like later on tonight then. <laughs> so yeah, PM. I'm just going to go paste your tweet under the next, next uh, Canucks account tweet. <laughs> you guys see this? <laughs> they believe what this girl said. <laughs> Oh, As a Canucks season ticket holder of 85 years. <laughs> listen, they got to, I mean, listen, I don't have a Hall of Fame vote. They got to be happy either way. They got three guys that are going into the Hall of Fame. So yeah. I guess that's the other question. Does he go in? Does Roberto Luongo go in as a member of the Canucks or the Panthers? Because he spent more time in Florida, technically. That's true. That is true. I I do think he's more associated with Vancouver, though. I agree. Yeah. The when you think of him. There, the yeah. there. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Vladimir Guerrero Senior when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, he was with the Montreal, you know, he's with the Montreal Expos for way more than he was with the Angels. But <laughs> he went in with an Angels hat on because you know the most memorable moments of his career and the best stats of his career came from his time with the Angels. So, yeah, know, it's always a fun question, especially when you're a guy's with has separate teams in his career, and you're like, all right, well, how do you make that choice? Are you just like, well? The one you spent the most time with, the one you were drafted with, or the one where, you know, best memories, best performance. Yeah. Always something I think about. Yeah. So Corey Perry is not going in as a Dallas star. No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Yo, uh, can I just say well, one last hot take, which I, I'm all for more people loving Corey Perry because there's not enough of us in this world. There really isn't. But really? the amount of Dallas Stars fans that think that their love and their commitment to him is on the level as a Ducks fan, I'm like, <sighs> listen listen, I'm glad you took him under your wing for a year and took care of him, but know your place here. Yeah. We saw that little freak grow up. Like, come exactly. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so funny. Now he's suddenly not a duck anymore. And now, Oh, now it's okay to love him. Exactly. Now he's and you know how much, how much okay. the stars, like stars fans hated him, dude. Exactly. Like how many playoff series with them? Like they hated Perry, not even close to our level. Exactly. Like, like I have this one stars fan that always replies to me and he's like, Perry's a star. Perry's going to come back to the stars, like stars legend. I was like, I get that. That's the joke, but like <laughs> stars legend. <laughs> I have a mug with, you know, that shot of him <laughs> in the 2020. Oh, return play, to play thing. Yeah. Playoffs. I have the, um, the shot of him like down on the ice, like looking up, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on a mug. It's, oh my god. Oh, that just that just gave me a great idea that Stars Legend Corey Berry thing. Can we organize for the first time the Canadians coming to town this year? Can we all huddle around the Canadians warm-ups and have thank you of getting Dabnov? <laughs> just have a bunch of signs thanking you. Guys Evgeny. have to do that. Let's we, do it. Wait, we need to organize this. Maybe I drive Daddy. out for that one. Schedule should be dropping here in a few weeks. So we'll yes. we'll uh We'll coordinate let's, something on Twitter. We'll text, no let's let's text Tyler and we'll ask him for yes. That. <laughs> Be like, yo, yes. let us know. <laughs> well, no, we Thank should you, all, Daddy. We should all stand in like a huge picture. Stand in like a huge picture. Thank you, Daddy. Yes, he did. Oh. <laughs>
Oh uh, no, that has to that could be wait, depending on when the game is, that could be one of our first late arrivals meetups. Hell yeah. yeah, definitely. We'll get a, we'll get Tyler to just take like a giant group picture with all the signs and have him tweet it out on the Ducks account. I'll wear a I'll wear that a thank you bang. daddy shirt with Lou if he wants. No, I'm not gonna wear a shirt, but I'll wear a sign. <laughs> we were committed to this for a second. You're my one-year-old son's favorite player. <laughs> the realest conversation of my life when you were traded <laughs> my fictional one my fictional two-year-old son was <laughs> outrage he picked your number in mini mites, <laughs> mini mites. <laughs> stay tuned for details on the late arrivals fan meetup yep mark your calendars details coming as soon as the schedule drops we're circling it on the calendar i think that's all it's going to be of genny dad not bobblehead night so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think the schedule comes out on July 11th. I thought I heard. Oh, perfect! Oh, perfect! Awesome! I think. I hope the Dugs do a video package. <laughs> of <Florida laughs> oh, I hope they do something funny. I hope oh, they, they, they probably will. I, they will. I yeah. hope they do. Uh-huh. We'll say in arena entertainment, especially like on the jumbotron this year, it was definitely a definitely a huge step up. It's huge. We're getting way funnier and way more shit posty. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. definitely uh step up in arena social media content wise everything was just i mean i remember like 2019 2020 everyone was like our twitter account was just bleh like kind of embarrassing now people were like ducks have the best content in the league ducks are killing it i'm like yes <laughs> just the response to the knights was great yes oh that was it was just quick per like perfect yeah didn't need much nope just two words we're out of here. <laughs> even like even like the start of the season with the polar with the Polaroid, the digital, not the digital, the disposable cameras. Yeah. Like that was funny. Like that was cool. Yeah. The teddy bear at Christmas time thing was funny. Like yeah. just I don't know if they brought I don't know what happened this year. Who they brought yeah. in, what who was hired in, but Tyler and company are doing a great job. Yes. Tyler. Definitely, definitely shout out Tyler and the Duck Social Team. <laughs> great job, guys. We love you. <laughs> They should let Z do Nitro Circus when it comes to town next year. <laughs> Might be a contract violation. But... Might be. Just have him like light a puck on fire and let him Zorro around the ice with it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just There's we're some just workarounds in that contract. And a bunch of ideas. This podcast. <laughs> they're listening to this and they're like, "What? What's that episode of SpongeBob? I think it's the one where they go camping." that's my mind is half sports half spongebob references okay since we've been talking about the ducks it is officially the off season free agency begins on july 13th we have the draft coming up on july what is it 7th is the first round of the nhl draft so yeah next thursday We've got a you know pretty stacked three weeks ahead of us. Pretty exciting as well, two weeks, excuse me, even closer. <laughs> we'll talk. Obviously, we'll spend most of the off season talking about hypothetical moves. But since bef- this is before anything happens, this is before we hit the draft floor, before free agency starts, before any insiders can tweet out more stuff to twist our minds and get our mind in all sorts of directions. For each of you. What is a priority that you have for the Ducks that you want Pat Verbeek to address this offseason? Um, I'll just say that he needs people to help uh, Zegris. 
we need people that can score with Trevor. You, you mean not Derek Grant? No, not Grant. <laughs> hey, well, we can't we can't slander him too much, or Green Green Bastard yeah, might leave that, the Discord. And that's true. I, we he's love getting, we love that man. We don't want him to leave. He was getting a little upset. <laughs> need to calm down a little. Hey, and hey, and our boy Smoot too. That's true. Shout out Smoot. Shout out Smoot. Green yeah, Bastard. Delorier. Yeah. Please, please, for protection. no. <laughs> for protection. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a couple things I'd like to see. I mean, I mean, kind of going off Chris's comment, you know, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit last episode about how, like, you know, like, okay, Pat Verbeek wants to give Dallas Aikens a shot with a full year under a team that Pat Verbeek himself has constructed and had a say in. But at the same time, we know that the issue with Dallas Aikens is the lineup optimization and the uses out of his players and just the poor player evaluation is essentially, and the misconception of certain player roles are essentially what the issues with Dallas Aikens are. I just, I just hope Pat Verbeek takes his toys away. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's trading Derek Grant for a sixth or a seventh round pick or, you know, just, Take guys like that away from him. And I, I I would think an analytical guy like Pat Verbeek and somebody who is definitely has a more modern view of the game and is willing to accept that analytics are starting to play a bigger role, either sits down with Dallas Eakins and just goes, hey, here's what we're seeing, what you're doing with X player and Y player in B situation doesn't work. You know, you're not optimizing that whether it's him just sitting down and doing that, whether it's him just going, okay, dude, I'm just going to go a step further and make this just a non, non-talking point because these players that you have this weird fetish over are not even going to be here. So just <laughs> get rid of the Derek Grants. Like, I know we meme Jerry Mayhew and stuff like that, but sorry, Jerry. Like, just guys like that, don't bring Nick Delorier back. Like, come on, can we not? And then... I, I think the other main point is as much as we talk about this team needing to add scoring and, you know, needing to add offense, you know, I think we can all agree the defense is not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, going out, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying we need, we need to go trade for crystal Tang and go give crystal Tang a bunch of money. That's not what I want at all, but you know, I'm, you know, a guy that's a free agent, a guy like Brett Kulak is somebody who, you know, would kind of strike me as maybe somebody we could sign to, you know, play a middle six role or a middle six middle pairing role and you know just kind of do a job for a little bit you know that left side is a little bit weaker now now that Hampus Lindholm's not here and you know I don't think Olin Zellweger sticks in the NHL next year I think he gets his nine games but I'm not I'm not so sure he's ready to be here yet yeah um so yeah I, I mean I'd say both the left and right sides of the defense are a little bit lacking now um you know I know that that rumor dropped a few days ago that we're interested in bringing Josh Manson back so mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that as long as it's not, you know, an inflated term and an inflated AAV just because he, you know, just because he won a cup. Yeah. I have yeah. a feeling maybe he'd want to take a hometown discount, but yeah. I'll, so I just say, yeah, it's kind of taking Dallas Eakins toys away or having a chat with Eakins about it or, yeah. And then just kind of bolstering the defense to. I'll throw two names out there. Um, that I would like to see one's for real. One's just me being stupid. Um, <laughs> I kind of want them to try to get Palat. 
Yes. I want to see how Palat would, would play with a team that doesn't have Kucherov as well. You know what I mean? Like he's not playing with Kucherov or Stamkos or Point or whatever. I want to – maybe him with Zegris would be something. And then another one, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna just keep wanting this until he retires, but I want Phil Kessel. Oh, jeez. I want Phil. Jeez. <laughs> That's Hill an instant, thrill, please. That's an instant jersey cop for you, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%. Get the orange Mighty Duck. 81. <laughs> yeah, I just want uh, Pat Vervik to convince the Samuelis to go back to the Mighty Duck. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, I'm, it's time. Yeah. It's past time to go back to it. Um, and bring in Nuke. Just, just give him a paycheck and tell him right down on the mount. Just come on in, Anaheim. Yeah. Adding Valeri Nachushkin would be something. But, yeah, like, I'm totally on board the Andre Plot, uh, the Andre Plot to Anaheim train. I think I think that's a perfect kind of veteran guy to bring in. I think I kind of said this last episode, too, but I, I think that's the perfect kind of veteran guy. You know, he's a little bit older. I think he's, like, you know, 29 or 30, but, you know, he's not quite aging yet. You know, he plays a style that's not like a, you know, you're bringing in a gritty – slow veteran you know kind of guy mm-hmm. you know i think he plays a style that could still mesh with a high pace offense um yep. and yeah you know i think he'd be a good mentor to other guys so yeah all aboard andre palat and i mean geez adding valerian and she's gonna just be something palat is 31 by the way 31 okay yeah i'm not saying maybe give him five or six years if you can no. give him three years or so if you can you know if you can convince that out of him i'm all for it mm-hmm also, I think they need to sign Zach Aston Reese back. I think he's a really good penalty killer. Yeah, I like him. I do that as well. Be, I think he's trying to cross six. I think he's a UFA. I know we've got a ton of restricted free agents this year. Let's no, you're right. He is UFA. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Sam Steele. Oh, Milano's, he could go. Milano's an RFA. I forgot about that. It'll be interesting to see what we do with Sonny. Yeah, the money that he'll get. You gotta give him an offer sheet. Yeah. Oh, you know. like how well he and Z play together, you got to. Yeah, I keep forgetting that we'll have Max Jones back too. We didn't have him like Ooh. we only had him for what two games last, last season. It was like two weeks. He got hurt on that first road trip. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder how. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see mm-hmm. what he can do too. I just want them to give Dallas Eakins the shortest leash possible. Yeah. Like yeah, I agree. Like if we're about a month or two in and he's doing the same shit, <laughs> like you got to pull the trigger. Like come on. Yeah. Like I'm okay with this being bad, but. I'd rather be bad and just be struggling because the talent's not there and not because there's fourth liners playing on the top line with Zegris. Or Zegris is getting like 11 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh. it's only funny for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I take solace in having screenshots of terrible lineups because it's fun <laughs> to be able to post that under teams' comments when they lose to that lineup. But like, exactly. It gets to a point where it's just like, fuck, you know. You can only you can only shit post so much. <laughs> Does Dallas Eakins finish out the year next year? I say no. Trots to Anaheim. It's alive. <laughs> it's alive. Go. Come on, Barry. He, Come on, baby. He went home. He went home for a reason. He just knew. <laughs> Brewery X, give him a beer. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we got way better breweries in Southern California than they do in Winnipeg. Yes, we do. I guarantee that. <laughs> By the way, about Brewery X, sounds like a couple of us, and this is just to the listeners or whoever, sounds like a couple of us are going to try to go to Brewery X for 
uh, round one of the draft. So that's Thursday, July 7th. So you guys want to come through, you guys want to come hang out. I think we'll, we'll more than likely be there. So that's a formal open invitation to anybody that wants to, anybody that wants to cruise. First podcast mm-hmm. meetup. I will be the only Good. Ducks fan at the Coyotes draft party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll be fun. They got like 18 first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. You're going with Spencer, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It's at four peaks. So that that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. If you come to Brewery X with us, they have good poutine. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, it's, salt, so good. It, it's salty, but you know, it's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. that extra cholesterol spike. Them Canadians got something, right? We talked about the general off-season wish list, but with the draft coming up, what needs to be top priority when looking at draft picks this year? We've got a ton of them, too, especially, I mean, last over the deadline, Verbeek stacked up on second-round picks this year and next year. Should the idea be to hang on to those, or should we be trying to hang on to the ones next year to hold off for trades, for players? What are you thinking here? Maybe, Connor, if you want to start with this one, our draft our draft and prospect expert over here. <laughs> Well, I mean, I definitely think, you know, with all the draft picks we have in the next two years, I, I, I think it'd be foolish to say that we're going to hang on to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do think moves are made now. I think the two ones that you have to be the most reluctant to trade are going to be obviously this year's 10th overall. Yeah. And then our first for next year, which is your Connor Bedard, Matt Bay, Mitchkov ticket. That's not something I think you want to really give away lightly. I think if you're going to trade the 2023 first, you, you kind of got to get into next season to kind of see where things are going. Maybe if you think, you know, we're going to be good enough and we may be potentially pushing for a playoff spot, like, and you know, you're not going to maybe be in the lottery or you're not going to have great chance to get that number one and number two overall pick in 2023. Then yeah, you know, you go ahead and, you know, you ship that off at the deadline or you, but protect, give that top 10 protected kind of exactly uh, feel on it. Yeah. So on the off chance it does, um, you know, you're protected and you're safe there, but I'm, I mean, going into the draft and, and, you know, when we do our episode three next week, it'll be week of the draft and we'll go into it even more, but the, there's just so much parity with where we are drafting in this draft, the 10 and the 22 spot. Like I've said it a handful of times over the last month or two on Twitter, like at number 10, there's literally like eight or nine guys that'll be available there that we could go with that I'd be over the moon with. Yeah. And all of them are different kinds of players. All of them bring kind of just a different element and a different aspect to the game. You know, you got, you know, smooth skating, big offensive defenseman and Kevin Korchinski, who just kind of came out of nowhere and flew up, you know, it's kind of flown up all the rankings lately and we're getting mocked. We're getting mocked with him a lot recently. That's a guy that I'd love. You know, you got the, you know, we made the joke last episode. You got the guys with the, the dog in them, like Marco Casper and Frank Mazar. Um, you know, you maybe got some more of the uh, of the safer picks, and you know, Jonathan Lukaramaki, or um, you know, it's kind of guys like that, guys who just bring just elite offensive upside into it. So it's it's going to be kind of down to whatever Pat Verbeek and Martin Madden and the whole draft team want to go with. You know, do they do they go with need? do they want to go with best player available? You know, that, that's kind of the beauty of this draft is nobody knows what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. I, yeah. I know who I like and I know, you know, players that I might go with, but like, 
that's what's kind of been fun about this draft. And it was a little bit with last year's draft when we were drafting number three. Like, you just don't know what to expect. And I find that fun and I find that awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hope I'm surprised. Yeah. Would I think, you trade? I think draft day is going to be really fun. Would you trade the, the 10th overall for uh, Line or uh, Dubois? I went in for Patrick Line. I wouldn't for Patrick Line. You can maybe talk me into Pierre Luc Dubois, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, but yeah, you know, in trades for Fiala or, or trades for Debrinket or trades for Pasternak, yeah, that they could have that. Give me one of those guys, please. Yeah. Take it and run, say less. Yeah. <laughs> Take it and run, hang up the phone. Give me the pasta. Don't give backsies. <laughs> you brought up the third overall pick last year, and I want to pose this to everybody here because I remembering the draft last year. Everyone was stoked about that third overall pick. And when time came around and Bob Murray announced that he was drafting Mason McTavish, there was definitely a mixed response from people on Twitter, on every social platform. Everyone was like, oh, typical Bob Murray draft pick. Oh, you know, went down. Because, you know, Mason McTavish had slipped down and they went down and got him. And honestly, I would say that draft pick aged pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Just I'll- a little. I'll admit that I was, I was upset because I didn't know who he was <laughs> because uh, Eklund was right there. Like Eklund was available and I really wanted him. And then like, cause I remember hearing about like the, like the top five, six, even seven guys that could, that could go in the top three or so. And yeah. McTavish wasn't there. Like I, no. that was my first time ever hearing his name is when we drafted him. <laughs> so I was a little like, what, what the hell's going on? But I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised with what, what he's been doing recently. So I'm excited. Right. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the surprise just came from, you know, I think leading up to the draft last year, you know, leading up to the week or two weeks beforehand, we, we were even told that the ducks liked William Eklund, you know, mm-hmm. we're big fans of him. You know, we've obviously drafted in Sweden a shit ton before. So that wasn't some, so that's definitely a normal and believable thing that Bob Murray and Martin Madden would have done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of the surprise just came because we weren't expecting it. I was somebody who was on team Eklund. I wanted William Eklund, but yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think it was kind of funny. It was literally like, very slowly even that same night just like every hour that passed by you'd see more people be like wait wait like this might have actually been a good pick like yeah <laughs> like more from ducks fans are like wait wait hold on like let's take a like let's take a step back here like took wait, me about an hour i won't lie might actually be pretty good and i mean look where we are now i mean yeah i was talking about it with steven from forever mighty on the time or on on uh, twitter the other day and i think i'm ready to put a bold claim out there do it here we go do it. I think Mason McTavish, when it's all said and done, is going to be the best player out of the 2021 draft class. Oof. That's I a mean, hot take. He already looks like a grown man at 19. Nice. So, <laughs> you know. Clip it, quote it. Someone, Chris, tweet it out on the pod account. <laughs> my, uh, get the receipts. There I want to be right. right. <laughs> When we look back, when we do a reunion episode in 15 years, I want to look back at this. <laughs> I'm glad we can have Connor's analysis on things like this because I was trying to look up like a tweet because I know for, for a fact I was like 
what the hell are we doing? Like, yeah. who is this kid? <laughs> but the only tweet I could find from last year's draft was I put, what if we kissed at the NHL draft ball sucker? Haha, <laughs> JK, unless. So, you know, I'm glad we have someone that actually can formulate opinions because that's the shit that goes through my mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll retweet it so everybody can see it. That's nice. Yeah, please do. Please. <laughs> it's like that guy is a funny name. I kind of, I kind of, I think, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so another take you, another hot take you posed out there, which we'll end the hockey discussion here and then go on to more fun topics and then answer listener questions is that does Mason McTavish pass Trevor Zegras uh, skill wise? So we got to post that to the pod here. Yeah. You can't tweet that out into the universe and not expect us <laughs> to bring it up here. Oh, no, definitely. No, and, and, and I literally, like, I replied to myself on Twitter and I said, I just want to clarify, like, I'm not making, like, a pseudo statement here. Like, I w- was just genuinely curious what the masses yeah. thought. And there was a lot of good discussion. You know, there was a lot of people that were like, yeah, it's certainly a possibility. There was a lot of people that, like, a lot of people said, well, you know, I feel like that they're two completely different players. You can't compare them. And well, yeah, they may play different styles. Okay. They're both centers. Yeah. They both have great offensive talent. Like, okay. Like, yeah. McTavish is a little bit more of a bowl. He's a little bit thicker. You know, he's a little bit more physical, but like at the same time, you know, they're both, they're going to be our one or two center mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for the next decade, no matter what. And I think, I think McTavish and, Zegers is making a great showing, you know. I mean, I mean, we saw McTavish, you know, in the nine in in the nine games he was up with us last year. You know, he he didn't look out of place in the NHL at all. I'm, I mean, he's got the body to play in the NHL. He's got the physicality, mm-hmm. and I mean, geez, if you've been following like any of our twitters <laughs> over the last week or two, as the Memorial Cup's been going on, the goal he had tonight, oh my god, yeah, was- he had a goal and an assist. Yeah, like scoring two goals every game, and man, that shot is just something else. Those yeah, poor, those poor goalies. <laughs> like it says I, a lot. It says a lot when you can pretty easily say that you have the best shot in the organization, and you're. Mm-hmm. And this could be like a reach, but I'm kind of hoping that down the line with Zegris and McTavish, we have our own little like Crosby Malkin one-two punch down the middle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think Never it's very likely. Ever. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at yeah, all. That would I'm excited. Be... If, the, if the Ducks are in a situation in four or five years where they don't know who they want to be the number one center between Zegers and McTavish, I think we're in a pretty good spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a bad problem to have. Yeah, First place. I'd, be, I'd be all for that. Give them both eight by eight. Fuck it. <laughs> lock down, just lock down the middle. No thinking. Just fuck it, we ball. That's how we go. Fuck it, we ball. We will have our draft episode preview coming next week. And then, of course, the week after will be a free agency episode. So we will talk even more in depth then. Let's get into some fun topics that we actually had tabled for episode one, but that was long enough already. So we're going to throw <laughs> it here. Let's talk. We have a timer. <laughs> Let's talk favorite NHL uniforms. And let's separate. Let's do besides the Ducks here. Yeah. Let's make it, let's, we'll do a separate one for the Ducks guy, because that deserves its own category. So you can pick, we'll go three. Three. If you got three favorite NHL sweaters that not are not of the Ducks, 
Like, are we going current or like all time? All time. time. All time. Oh, all time. All time. All time's more fun just because there's so many great ones. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's is, but for the most part, most people's are different. So you can I just. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, mine is the white Kachina. White Kachina? Um, yeah. The white Kachina, I think it's better yeah. than the colored one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, the Buffalo Head, both of them, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, the Blasty. <laughs> Calgary Blassie reverse retro. Yeah, that's I love that. One. I love that so much. Yeah, I think, I think I'll say Rangers for one. I've always liked the Rangers look. Yeah, they're like the only team that can pull off really having like a script, the script on their jersey. <laughs> um, I've always liked Montreal as well. Uh. And like real old, I'll go California Golden Seals. Ah. Well, deep cut. <laughs> I'll go. Jeez. Got to be the Hartford Whalers. Yeah, that's really got to be one of them. One. That green, that green, white, and blue is just cool. The whale tail logo is sweet. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Islanders fisherman logo. That's definitely up there massively underrated jersey i love that logo so much i can't believe how many people hate it (laughs) it's aged so well though it's like the star wars prequels everyone hated them back in the day (laughs) and now they've just aged so well you know how much those jerseys go on the third market like boy you're not paying less than 400 dollars for one of those like i'm talking like an authentic like starter or ccm one from back yeah i need to find a ziggy palfy one oh yes (laughs) and then i'll go go Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying. And then for my third one, I'll throw out. Just because I'm happy they went back to it and they're now wearing these again. The Flames going back to this old school kind of look that they're rocking now. I think their home jerseys pop now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Or it's a tie between that one or the black, red, yellow, and white Canucks. The skate. Oh, the skate. Yeah. The yeah. Skate yeah. Good one. Those are sweet. Yeah, I'll even say the Avalanche have have great uniforms. I've always liked theirs. They've yeah, always had good ones. The Avalanche big, had the big best. foot on the shoulder there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Avs had my favorite first retro last year, the white Nordique. Yeah, that was nice. That was well done. That was really clean. That was awesome. So mine are kind of all over the place, um, but I'd say the old uh, purple Kings uh, like shield crest jerseys that had the hockey sticks through them Mm -hmm. i had one of those as a kid and i don't know where it went but i I wore that thing everywhere (laughs) um i feel like i have more pictures in that than anything ducks related which is a little concerning Um, oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see number two i'd say the pooh bear jersey that jersey oh, gets shit on for no reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad that it, like, <laughs> if they just went with it and made, like, socks that looked like a bear's leg with, like, fur, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Like, I almost want to make, like, a beer league team that has those uniforms just mm-hmm. to do that, just to, like, look terrible out there. There's a amazing. team in Boston that's, that has to have it somewhere. <laughs> you know, if they don't, it's it's a damn shame. i'm trying to think of a third one because there's just so many like i I love uh washington screaming eagle 
Oh yes. yeah. Like any oh, version yeah. of the like that they've done. Like the reverse retro last year was really good. Mm-hmm. I always liked the blue. I if I had to choose between any of them, I used to like that like the blue with that like, like the blue variant color? one. Like yeah. like the Peter yeah. the Peter Bondra era ones. Yeah. Those were just those always have like I've always loved those. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the Statue of Liberty jersey too. I love that the one. Lady, that's a good one. The Lady yeah. Liberty one. Yeah. Jerseys used to be fun. And then everyone was like, no, we got to make them look sleek and cool. And, yeah. You know, we got to put air pockets in the shoulders. Like, just give me cool looking jerseys <laughs> again. <laughs> what do you think the Ducks next reverse retro is going to be? Next I would year? like it to be a variation of what our pod logo is based about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like a white version. That'd be really cool. Like a white with like black and orange would be kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you brought up the what the the two thousands alternates, Lewis. Yeah. With like the the shiny oh, yeah, arms. Yeah. yeah, with like the like the armpits yeah. that like weird. The silver stripe or whatever. Yeah. I wanted that jersey so bad. Never I got wanted it. I wanted to get one the anniversary season, but like I couldn't justify spending five hundred dollars on getting <laughs> one of those. I think it might be that. Annie, did you give your top three? I can't remember. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't. Funny. No one said the Kraken. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I was going to. No, please don't. We certainly knew Luke was not going to say the Kraken. Nope. <laughs> Noted Kraken fan, Lewis. I just love the colors, man. I love the colors. Those uniforms are overrated. Oh, that seafoam green or that teal or like whatever you want to call that light blue color they have. It's awesome. Yeah. And aren't their jerseys just pretty much our third jersey? Like the same template. Isn't it pretty much the same? Oh. Uh, Kind of. Stripes are a little different, yes. but it's the same kind of, you know, there's stripes on the arm. And, you know. Yeah. I do like the red eye that they incorporated mm-hmm. into the little. The yeah, in the logo. Yeah. In the logo, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I was going to say, I was hoping they'd go supersonic colors. Yeah. Eh. I get like a team wanting to really establish their own identity yeah, that's true. in a city, though. So I thought they'd look more like the Seahawks, to be honest. Yeah, I mean they kind of. I mean they've got the bright color, like a lot. Yeah, I guess. But um, mine, uh, the Buffalo Sabers go ahead is supreme number one for me. Aside from the Ducks, I have like probably ten things with that go ahead on (laughs) it. I can't stop buying them. I will never (laughs) stop buying them. Uh, I like the between the Capitals. It's the Screaming Eagle, and then like the really like Mike Gardner retro and the like the white with the star red star red and blue stars on. Oh yeah. They, they did a spin on them for the winter classic. Uh, I think it was, Oh, which winter classic did they do it for? Maybe no, the 2011 one against Pittsburgh, the Sidney Crosby concussion game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really like those. They had great third jerseys. I like what they did with the winter classic. They did against the Blackhawks, like the maroon kind of like the deep nice. red. I really like that one. And then I am a sucker for the leaping cat for the Florida Panthers. Like yeah. I loved their reverse retro jersey. I don't like their, I I just feel like their current logo, even though it do, did look like Joel Quenville when he was coached there, like it just, it felt falls flat for me. Whereas the leaping cat just stands out yeah. and you had the bright primary colors. I, I loved it. The louder the jersey, the better for me. It's very, very soccer looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they had the plant, the palm trees with the that looked like hockey sticks. Yes, yeah, exactly for the for the patches. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention to the old Tampa Bay Lightning jerseys. I like those too. Yeah, I love those too. So, not all all notable, all good jerseys. I like our lists. No, none I disagree with. I would say all are. <laughs> and nobody said the Blackhawks, which nope. in a hockey discussion, that's a shocker. <laughs> that team Ooh. exists. I, 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 I kind of tune things out when it comes to the Blackhawks. As honestly, we should just as a po- podcast going forward, we should just pretend they don't exist. Any kind of news <laughs> that happens with them, we don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> NHL, all thirty-one teams. We play the Blackhawks. We're like crazy. We had a crazy. The Ducks had a night off last night. Like wow. yeah, three three nights off. Yeah. Oh wow. What was this? A break. <laughs> All right, we are wrapping things up here, but we're going to close the show with a couple listener questions that have been uh, collected from Discord and Twitter. I think we've got three here. So first one from Gent, who is your most regretted draft pick (laughs) or who do you regret missing out on? And this could go so many ways. So no, I think this is going one way, Annie. Nicholas Richie. Yep. <laughs> could have had David Pasternak. Yep. So could, have have on Pasternak could have had Braden Point. The list just goes on and on. <laughs> I know Lou celebrates the Nick Richie draft, but. Darn right, I do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's, that's, that's a pretty universal uh, no, pick right there. No, I'm saying Jacob Larson. No. Oh, okay. Actually I wouldn't number two. That. I mean, that's a that's an honorable mention for sure. Yeah. You can make Nick the Ritchie. argument for Jacob Larson because at least we traded Nick Ritchie away for something, and I think I'm pretty sure that pick got us Jacob Perot. It did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't take on that David Backus contract, but yeah. it yeah. certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> Nick like, Ritchie slanders making me uncomfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you just lose Jacob Larson, who just signed a deal in Sweden, so you lose him for nothing. But I think Nick Ritchie was the bigger miss. But at least we got something back from, I guess. Yeah. I like that we called Jenny Gent. The nickname, <laughs> the nickname is Catching Steam. Yep. That's what's written down here, okay? <laughs> that's why, <laughs> I, that's why I put it. Please apologize to Jenny on my behalf if that's a bad um, <laughs> starting a, We're starting a Violent Gentleman spinoff just called Violent Gent. <laughs> <laughs> violent Gent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from XO Heather. <laughs> that's that's Heather, right? That's your yep. oh, name, Jake. Okay. Fiance. I am alert. Fiance. Oh shit. My bad. <laughs> Come on, Annie. I'm sorry. She's not I'm caught not up. up to date on your personal lives. She doesn't say she's not caught up on the lore. She didn't know I existed until today. I thought Jake was a bar of soap until today. <laughs> like, God. A bar of soap that works at an ice ring. <laughs> We do be loving sentient objects. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who is the most attractive current player? And everybody's got to answer. First thought right away was uh, Landis Cog. I was going to say Gabe Landis Cog. <laughs> That's a handsome guy. It is. He's a good looking dude. Man. I got no shame. Yeah, I don't mind staring at him while he's got an interview going and interviews over. You're kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> say Gabe Landeskog or Alex Ovechkin. It's a tie between them. <laughs> okay. 
I'll say no, it. Obviously a joke. <laughs> hey. Okay. Just I'll, saying that to upset Heather. I'll, I'll add a, a retired player, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, fair. Fair. But I think it's got to be Landis God. Like current? Oh, Fedorov too is a good looking guy. Fedorov, yeah. There's that video of him like coming out like for the All-Star Game introductions and he's got the flow and he's just like yeah. layering down at the camera yeah. and it's just like this dude is a badass. You guys remember Taylor Pyatt? Yes. That's a good looking man right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some dreamy eyes. <laughs> Adam the Henry's a handsome fellow. Who? Adam Henry. Oh, Henry. Oh, yeah. Henry's a pretty good looking guy. Good looking dude. He's got the missing teeth now. Yep. Brings the look together. My mom <laughs> uh, my mom has always had a big fancy for uh, Ryan Kessler. Kessler. I, I always thought Kessler was a good After that be. body issue, I mean. How oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> how can you not? The one that Kevin Bieksa keeps on his shelf for sports. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the friends we love, though. You know, you support your friends even when they take half or pretty much fully naked pictures. That was you fully know? naked. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, throw out, I'll throw out Darcy Kemper as well. Lundquist is too easy. I feel like that's kind of just that's the... Yeah. yeah. That's like just... That's like the filled in bubble that's already on the questionnaire. <laughs> like, okay, can't choose that one. Got to choose another one. It's Patrick Sharp. Filled, it's already blacked in for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Patrick Sharp? Yeah. That's a fair. Yeah, yeah. Good looking dude, fair. horrible as an analyst. I did not like that. <laughs> you mean got- you, you didn't like his just half smile and kind of small chuckle every every time they tried to joke with him? If Connor McDavid has the personality <laughs> oh of like toast, yeah. Patrick Sharp has the personality of like an uh, like a plain white sock, like just <laughs> trying to talk hockey there. Like nice to look at, but you're just like not, like he got better. A little yeah. bit as he got as he did a little bit more, but at first I was like, "Dear God, <laughs> respect NBC." I get what you're trying to do here, but I'll shout out Nate Thompson as well. I think he's a pretty good looking dude. I envy his beard. Fair. It's a very nice one. A lot of a lot of people seem to fawn over Roman Yossi too. Roman That's Yossi. a good looking. Oh guy. yeah, Yossi's a good looking dude. <laughs> Roman Yossi's a good looking guy. Maybe just. Go to a different team and then we can like you, bud. Exactly. It's that simple. Just simply ask for a trade. <laughs> Who says no? Nobody. Your GM might, but he's also 80, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll close this segment leaving with mine because nobody can give me shit for it. Tom Wilson. Okay. Ooh. Uh I can't help it. That man is so fine. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. This really is the Make Lou Angry podcast because we've slandered Nick Ritchie and we have talked about the Capitals at, yeah. at length. I'm just brooding in silence. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you're not lying about Tom Wilson. No good matter beard, how much I good head of hair, big dude. <laughs> I'm all for it. Last question. If you weren't a Ducks fan, which hockey team would you root for from FCL 22? I'll go uh, Sabres, obviously. It'd, it'd probably be a, a toss-up between the Sabres and Avalanche. I've just always had a soft spot for the 
Avalanche since the Forsberg days. But yeah, I'd probably say one of those. I think I would go off the board and as controversial as this might be, I think I'd be a Flames fan. I feel like after we kind of tailed off and we got bad, like it was easier to want to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. Not that I always want them to be better than us, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like that animosity kind of went away and they were a fun team to watch. And it's like out of all of the Canadian fan bases, they're at least tolerable in most interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for every Jeremy, there's, some good people in their their fan base, but shout out friend of the show, Jeremy Hogg. <laughs> oh God! If he finds this man, I'd say should, for me, we should tag him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, I'd say for me. So I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Islanders. Um, I think I mentioned, uh, may have mentioned it before, but um, my uncle is kind of the one that's pretty responsible for getting me into hockey back when I was a little kid. And um, he had been living in New York since about 99, 2000. Um, and he just started becoming a pretty big Islanders fan. And so he, you know, would always update me on the Islanders. And I was a kid, you know, I, I would try to watch their games and stuff like that. So I've just, and like, especially in the last couple of years, you know, when the ducks haven't been in the playoffs, the Islanders have been there, you know, they made a couple of runs, you know, so I've always, I've always liked to cheer them on in the playoffs, you know, when the Ducks aren't there. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Islanders just because they have great colors, great jerseys, great logo. So Their new arena looks great, too. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say Islanders. I love Matt Barzell, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say uh, Carolina or Tampa. Carolina like... or Tampa? Interesting. Yeah, they just seem like fun teams. Yeah. Yeah. Besides Lose. Tony D'Angelo, if you just look past that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a free all about agent. the. He's a free agent this summer, nope. right? Nope. Oh yeah, but nope, nope, no to the Ducks. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Verbeek's not doing that. Lose all about that storm surge. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't show this episode to Don Cherry. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> he sees us on the charts, and he's like. Later rivals clicks in. <laughs> he just punches a wall as he's listening. You damn kids and you're clapping. How dare you? This is a man's game. You're supposed to you're supposed to sit there in silence and just enjoy it on the inside. How attractive players are and <laughs> destroys one of his weird suits. I still remember him getting mad about Ovi's celebrations, and then Ovi did the the too hot, the hot stick yeah. celebrations. Yeah, Don Cherry, man, it's a bit he can be a bit much. Well, he's a, he has a podcast now, doesn't he? He does. He's, yep, he does. Since he got booted off a uh, hockey night in Canada. <laughs> Who would your team be, Annie? Uh, so. My dad is like hockey encyclopedia, hockey fanatic. He grew up on Long Island. uh, But when he was a kid, there was only the original six. So the Islanders weren't there yet. And he never liked the Rangers. He was a huge Montreal Canadiens fan. So still is to this day, loves them. And as me and my brothers grew up, put us in all sorts of Montreal stuff. But, you know, (laughs) growing up in Southern California, the amount of times we saw the Habs were like one or two times a year. And 
I, but I've always had a soft spot for them. Like it was cool, you know, being a kid and going to see that. Like he always would take us went to Staples Center when they were in town, getting to see uh, the Jose Theodore uh, MVP run as a kid. Oh yeah, it was really cool. So I, I would be a Habs fan. I would say I was really pull. I was pulling for them last year in that Cup run, especially with Perry on the team last year too. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I bit the bullet and got a jersey. I was like. Yeah, this is <laughs> If he's going to go anywhere, I would love for him to be with uh, being him being with Montreal is fine, but it was just, it was a fun run for them last year. And I was, yeah. I was all in on the Habs bandwagon kind of, I think everybody knew it was going to come and come to an end against, <laughs> against Tampa Bay, but Hey, getting past Vegas, just saying that's everybody yeah. wins when Vegas loses. Exactly. Did, did Carrie price carry them? 75 no, no, i'll go 95 percent of the way there <laughs> yes but still no easy feat hey cole Wait. caulfield found the small man strength and he pitched into i Listen, love caulfield I, I also love marty san louis as the head yes there. yeah i love that hire I, I do find it funny too because you know we talk about like the carousel the blockbuster of coaches you know mm-hmm. marty was coaching his kids youth team <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, want, you want to come coach the canadians he's like <laughs> Sure. <laughs> one one Canadian I used to really like when I was younger was uh Cristobal Huey. Yes. Huey. He ended Huey. up on the Blackhawks, didn't he? I think I think so. He was on yeah. that 2010 team. I think so, yeah. Yeah. My guy that I liked, Matthew Garon in net. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Stanley Cup champion. He backed up Marc Andre Fleury on that 09 team. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Saku Koivu also came from Montreal. Yep. Oh, how can you not? That was just such a cool time too. I feel like as a Ducks fan, just having him come over and then Scotty retires. And of course, like Timo and Scott and Saku were obviously in discussion to get the C, but they were both like, yo, this is Getsy's team Mm -hmm. out, but it's time. Give him a letter. I thought that was a really like good stroke of leadership there and just kind of spoke to uh, those guys as players, but also as people. Yeah. They just wanted to party and not have to answer as captain. <laughs> I mean, hey, they, they were the A though, so I mean, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the the second in command. They're like, all right, we'll ha- we'll step in if we have to, but you know, we're yeah. not we're not the first line of defense. <laughs> Hands off learning. <laughs> <laughs> I could now. We'll leave that for another time. All right. On that note, though, sorry. That- that could have raised a question, but I know that was going to discuss. That's a whole other section of discourse. I was going to ask who would your pick be for the next Ducks captain, but let's, oh, okay. yeah, let's, we'll save that that one. For, let's save that one for <laughs> next episode. We're doing a yeah. clip here already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a fun segment, but yeah. on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode two of late arrivals. Um, not hopefully no, it's not two hours. So, Hey, accomplishment oh. here. What are we at? <laughs> baby, baby steps. <laughs> Progress, but Hey, great content, great discussion, fun discussion overall about the season, about the Stanley cup final, about the upcoming draft, about the hall of fame class and some fun hockey fan discussion here and there. So an episode of everything for everybody, make sure you guys follow late arrivals on Instagram, Twitter, discord, discord. Jake made a cool fun discord. Make sure you're in that. We get to yell at Lewis about food. Yeah. It's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting, getting <laughs> <good night. laughs> we only do it. Cause we love you, Lewis.
Exactly. <laughs> and then you can guys can follow everybody else on personal socials. I'm on Twitter at sweet Annie OD. Go down the line, drop your hand. Um, CJK Chell. I am at 91 underscore bloody. Go ahead, Lewis. It's you. <laughs> at Louis X37. And I just then... had to look because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm underscore J Robles 71. Look for the bar of soap. Yep. yep. <laughs> you see the pink bar of soap. You may have either messed <laughs> up or <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> Remember, buy your thank you daddy t-shirts at bhb.com. We'll remind everybody next week about the, the brewery X watch party, but we'll, and of course the, the dad nov returned to Honda center. <laughs> We need to make that happen. That's going to happen. Oh, it yep. will happen. The long awaited welcome. We've we've spoken it into existence. We have to. We'll <laughs> be on every every hockey social platform is going to repost all of us. Exactly. Just put the podcast handle at the bottom of the yeah. sign, just so mm-hmm. when people zoom in, you're like, yeah. oh hell yeah. Bar down, Bleacher Report, open ice. Everybody's yep. going to be reposting. <laughs> you know the hockey hockey media community eats that up you know they yeah <laughs> yeah that, we'll get spitting chicklets to retweet and it'll just pop up <laughs> exactly <laughs> their worst mistake will be number one after that we'll get, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get biz to quote tweet it yeah <laughs> all right guys thank you guys so much for tuning in and boys have a good night see ya see ya, see ya. peace Sweet.